0: Welcome to the Future Built Smarter, a podcast in which IMEG engineers discuss innovative and trend-setting building and infrastructure design with architects, owners, and others in the AEC industry. I'm your host, Joe Payne, and with me today is my co-host, Mike Lawless, IMEG Director of Innovation. Welcome back, Mike. It's been a while since our last podcast. I hope uh, we're not too rusty.
1: Yeah, hopefully we can we can keep it going. It's good to be back again.
0: Indeed. In today's episode, we're going to look at how the built environment can play a huge role in helping healthcare organizations achieve what is called the quadruple aim. It's a complex, multifaceted topic, and to help us discuss it today is Mike Zorich, IMIG's Director of Healthcare. Thanks for joining us, Mike. Thanks for having me, guys. You bet. And I should note to listeners that with two mics on the show, we might resort to a common practice around here in which we have referred to these guys by their last names, uh, just to make it clear who's talking. Uh, These guys are used to it and and take no offense. So with no further ado, um, Mike Zorich, uh, get us started uh, with a brief explanation of the quadruple aim.
2: Sure, Joe. So quadruple aim in its most simplistic form is really a framework for providing a higher standard of patient care or to optimize health systems performance. Um, it's it's a, a concept that came around in the early 2000s, originated first as the triple aim and then evolved in today, what's known as the quadruple aim. And it really consists of, of four major components or targets. Uh, the first target is really how do we enhance the patient experience? You know, these are, these are those items where we, we seek to enhance the quality of care that patients receive with a big focus, not only on the patient, but also their families. You know, this kind of focuses on safety, effectiveness, efficiency. Um, the, the second one, uh, the tenant or aim, is is improving population health. You know, this component's goal is is towards improving the health of the overall population. You know, whereas the other one focuses on the patient in front of the caregiver. You know, this component really looks at you know improving the entire population, whether it be at that local neighborhood level or maybe the city, the country, or even even some looking at the overall uh, world impact. And then that third component is really reducing the cost of care. I think I saw recently that uh, in 2021, the U.S. spent 18 percent of our GDP on healthcare, and that's continued to be projected to continue to grow. Um, And no one can argue that we need to do something about reducing the cost of care. So where the previous two tenants, again, patient experience, population health, sometimes there's a concern if I reduce the cost of care, am I going to reduce that patient experience and that population health? So this whole thing around the cost of care is how do I reduce it while still improving patient experience and population health? And then the final tenant or aim is really improving provider satisfaction. You know, um, know, during COVID, you know, we saw the huge, huge amount uh, of challenges that put on the staffing for caregivers. But even prior to COVID, uh, caregiver burnout was a big issue. And we've seen a lot of people leave the profession on the caregiver side. So how do we achieve that tenant? How do we focus on it? So so through the years, this quadruple aim, again, enhance patient experience, improve population health, reduce the cost of care and improve provider satisfaction. It's kind of evolved into this guiding light or compass for health caregivers to kind of divine their, their strategy going forward.
1: I think, Mike. My- you know the thing about the quadruple aim is it's a framework. It, it balances any decisions they make across these four important areas. And I guess as you're working with clients now, how do you how do you see them using the quadruple aim and some of the some of their decision making processes now? Well, I think therein
2: lies one of the challenges, and 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 the white paper that that we kind of put together frames it under that is the quadruple aim for all intents and purposes has probably been more on the. Um, I'd say the administration, the leadership, the caregiver side, and it, n- it hasn't necessarily blended into the built environment and, and guiding our decisions very explicitly with, with the design portion. Now, I know, Lawless, you've talked a lot, even on this podcast and throughout our firm, is focusing on outcomes, right? How do we, you know, we're, at our core, we are an engineering firm, but the reality is whether we're within healthcare, education, you know, commercial why are we designing and that really comes around towards the outcomes you know how does the air quality and the humidity impact you know, the, the, this the staff, the patients the, the, the people that are in the in the occupied space you know how does technology impact you know efficiency for healthcare care givers? you know that's really what we're looking at with the outcome. So with this quadruple aim, tying these together, which is truly outcome based, how do we bring our built environment under these four tenets is, is really where we're trying to get a lot of our clients uh, looking towards and having those type of discussions.
1: I think in some, in some ways it would be fair to say that a lot of times organ, healthcare organizations might look at a clinic or, you know, a new facility as, you know, can be looked at as an expense. And I think what, kind of what you're saying is there, there's a missed opportunity there and as they're building these buildings, really looking at the outcomes and measuring those outcomes in the way they measure the outcomes in other areas of their decision making process around the, the quadruple aim. So if, I guess if we just may, maybe might think about a project or how, you know what's an example of how we might look at this? You know, if you're what? building a building, what's maybe yeah. make make a little bit more concrete for folks on, on how that might impact some decisions on a building project?
2: Well, the, the, there's two that, that really come to mind, you know, reducing the cost of care. And, and this one from an extent when we design, very often we talk about, okay, what's the construction budget? What is everything, you know, it's going to cost to to build this space? But sometimes what often doesn't look upon is the cost of care is, is looking at the operational intent, you know, and what's the operational cost? We recently had a major uh, renovation for a project where, they were looking at a major expansion to their central plant. And there are two options on the board. First one being, let's build a brand new central plant remote from the building. It's easier. It's going um, you know, to be less disruptive to operations. The second option was looking at was, was really building an integrated cup or an integrated central plant connected to their existing. Probably more challenging for construction, but really looking at it from, from a cost of care or cost of operations, we really looked at the FTEs. How many people was it going to take to staff a remote plant versus one that was directly connected to the building? So, so looking at something from that aspect and, and looking at it from the lens of not just first cost, but operational cost is one way, you know, tying into that into that uh, quadruple aim. The other one, and this is one that's definitely getting a lot more interest, is, is improving population health. And, you know, we're seeing this throughout, you know, um, you know whether uh, driven by legislation or otherwise, is what's our carbon footprint? And healthcare systems are really looking at this in a much more uh, realistic and explicit way, um, looking at it in terms of what is their carbon impact not only just have within their local community, but the city, the country, and, and also too, a lot of health systems are looking at from our whole system wide, what's our carbon uh, footprint related to it. So that's one tying together with with that population health that we're seeing a lot more discussions with.
1: And, and I guess, you know, in typical energy projects, it's looked at as a return on investment. You know, what what is the the cost savings, you know, what's the additional cost? And you you know, you run a financial model to determine, you know, what what is that that payback, what's the, the lifecycle cost that is, is the best decision. And I think in the case of the quadruple aim, that that energy, that lower cost of energy fits very nicely into the cost of care quadrant. But I guess in some of the buildings you're designing, Mike, how does that cost of care initiative sometimes impact the other quadrants of the quadruple plane
2: Yeah, no, that that's that, that's that's a, a really good one and, and and a great comment because the as Joe mentioned and started this, this is complex. Uh, you know, because you know, let let's just say the cost of care. Let's talk about energy, right? Let let's let's look it down at, at the patient room. And and oftentimes what we are looking at is you know very common now we're talking about the smart patient room, and we're giving the control of the environment whether it be the window shades whether it be the temperature at the level where the patient has that controllability. Now that one hand can reduce my operational cost right where they're able to uh, turn the shades down when you know the sun is coming in items like that from an operational. But also what we found is that enhances the patient experience, right? That they're having the ability to control your own environment in a healing condition helps improve that portion. So capturing some of these specific design strategies and identifying how they can overlap multiple quadrants or multiple targets within the quadruple lane is, is a critical uh, portion as you look through this. And that's that's one of the things we're trying to do with our clients is to present some of these design solutions as, as an over-encompassing and show how they do overlap multiple so they can make better decisions than just the traditional ROI, you know, because if they're truly making their strategic and capital investments based upon the quadruple aim, our built environment should be able to help guide them as well. And, and we should be able to provide the data and information to help them make those decisions.
1: And I think you make a good point there. I think as, as engineers in, in healthcare, and I, and I think let, love to get your input on this, There. You know, we're, we're data-driven and we love to see the things we do. We want to save energy. We want to be good stewards of resources. We also want to impact the outcomes for patients, for the communities we live in. And when we can, it feels like we have an opportunity with a quadruple aim to take the data and link the decisions we make, not only to, you know, engineering outcomes, but really outcomes for the people in that building and the people in the surrounding community. And I guess is that an exciting opportunity?
2: Yeah. W- w- one example we've talked about here internally is, is, is acoustics around, you know, whether it be the patient room, the the corridors, you know, we hear quite often in healthcare fatigue alarm. And we also hear a lot about, you know, patients wanting to sleep and how important, you know, having sleep, you know, leads to recovery. But you can truly look at, you know, what is our design related to the acoustical environment of a space? You know, is that the the the, the type of STC values we have for ceilings, walls, and other types of, of items there, and really tie that back to HCAP scores? You know, what is the rating? That is one item that we do definitely look at with with uh, within the healthcare environment. You know, you can do uh, provider satisfaction reports, so you can truly see what the impacts of some of those items to very minute levels like that, and how it impacts certain areas. Uh, and even at the much larger value. So there, there's, I think we're just, you know, peeling back the the onion, sort of say, in, in terms of where some of this could go. But yeah, it is extremely exciting. and And I think it's also inspiring for our staff, quite frankly, because, you know, we do have a huge impact on multiple things within healthcare. We, we don't look at it as we are just designing, you know, duct work. We're not just designing your systems. We're, we're really truly designing towards outcomes and be able to have data that backs that is inspiring for, for staff and in and, and our profession, quite frankly.
1: And, and I think you, you know, you mentioned peeling back the layers of an onion. I, I think this whole discussion on a quadruple aim, we're just really getting through that initial layer and. Starting to get into some of the details. I think the plan is, and Joe, I think maybe you can go into it a little bit further. Is we're going to continue to to continue this discussion in the in the different areas and expand upon each part of the quadrupling.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, today's uh, episode was just to kind of lay the groundwork for the topic in general. Uh, and as as we alluded to earlier, we did just publish uh, an executive guide on this topic, and uh, and so we'll be breaking that guide down into four more uh, separate sections, uh, in which we'll take a deeper dive, uh, look into those, those four goals and, and how the built environment, uh, uh, can support those goals. So, uh, listeners should be, uh, looking forward to those. We'll, we'll be putting those together in the coming weeks. Um, and, uh, uh, also want to state that uh, the guide can be uh, downloaded from our website. Anybody who wants to just take a look at it now and uh, get the full report, uh, just go to imegcorp.com. That's I-M-E-G-C-O-R-P, imegcorp.com slash resources slash guides. And uh, on there, you'll be able to find the uh, the quadruple aim executive guide and, and uh, freely download it. And if you're a new listener to our podcast, you can listen to our previous episodes on our website, as well as on any podcast app you might have. Just search for iMegCorp or The Future Built Smarter. So Mike and Mike, I thank you both for being on today. Appreciate it. And uh, to everyone who tuned in today, thanks for listening and take care.